the number you have reached, 911, has been changed to a non-published number. You're listening to UCW Radio. In your face. Welcome to another segment of the UCW Radio Show. This is your host, Lou, a.k.a. Falcon Co. Paris, with you again. Uh, I want to thank all listeners yet again for your continued support just by listening to the show. We appreciate it. The show is, we're here for you. So get involved. You know, you know, give us a call. We want, your, we want you to get involved with the show. Uh, I need to let sponsors know something, that we have open doors for sponsorship opportunity. As we increase syndication, as we increase everything, uh, the the quality of the show and exactly what we're doing, we have some great guests on here, no doubt about it. Uh, but we are we had to open the doors for sponsorship opportunities because we are looking to expand and grow. So sponsors, you want to link up with the UCW Radio Show? This is your perfect opportunity. You can give us a call. Actually, you can go to our website first, which is ucwmagazine.com. And if that's not good enough, then what you can do, you can give us a jingle. Uh, give us a call at 323-952-4369. That's 323-952-4369. And you can reach out to us and um, and find out what uh, you know how you can uh, align with us. And also, uh, hey, some news that uh, that came out last week. I've been speaking about it. Um, it's official. We're lucky. We became the official host of the Ultimate Body Radio Show, and that is uh, hand-in-hand hand with the Ultimate Body Television Reality Show. Now, I just want to go over the uh, reality show for a second uh, in case you missed any of our other um, segments. And if you did, then shame on you. How do you miss the UCW Radio Show? We're here for you. Uh, but the uh, Ultimate Body Television Reality Show... Um, it's the brainchild of David Lyons. He's the uh, the founder of Lyons Entertainment. He has created such shows as Hog Heaven and the animated feature Creepers, which the Creepers uh, received an enormous amount of recognition uh, when it was shown. So that's going to be a big thing. But uh, we're talking about the Ultimate Body TV show today. Um, and if if that's not good enough, if David Lyons isn't good enough, well, guess what? He brought somebody along for the ride. Lauren Alvarez. And who's she? Well, here you go. You ready for these? These uh, shows that she is uh, attached to? Meet My Folks. The Surreal Life. And The Osbournes. Well... Enough said with that. Uh, for anyone that ever wanted to get involved in bodybuilding uh, and be a part of something like this, this is unique. This is the first type of show of its kind. You can see the the Biggest Loser on TV. You have you have people that are three, four, five hundred pounds. They're losing weight that way. I commend them. God bless them for doing that. This is a different type of show. This is for people that want to get become bodybuilding or get into bodybuilding shape and, and and enhance their lives. That's what this show is about. And you can be 20, you can be 30, you can be 40, you can be 50, you can be 60, and you can get involved in it. And and the great thing about it is that you, for, for about 12, 13 weeks, you're staying in a mansion, in a mansion in the Orlando Kissimmee area. And on top of that, for 
for that time frame, you're getting food, housing, and I know there has to be a pool there because you're living in a mansion. Okay, you get your nutritional supplements by Gasparri Nutrition. And what else? Oh, you get a trainer, doctor, chiropractor, all that other jazz. You know something? If you wanted to do this on your own as and get into bodybuilding, you know how much it would cost you? You'd lose money on the deal. Your only satisfaction is walking home with a trophy at that point if you do it on your own. Okay, but on this show, guess what? You have the ability to make 50 grand each. You have 13 women and 13 men. Not a bad deal. And on top of it, you become a reality show star. And who knows what's going to happen from there. But I know the winners, they get, they become, uh, they, they'll have a feature in Muscle Magazine International. That's a big thing. That's a big thing. So you want to check that out. The final audition is October 17th from 11 to 6. And you'll get to meet uh, beyond you signing up to, to try to get involved in the show and to audition for the show. You will um, have the opportunity to meet the great legendary bodybuilder, Rich Kasparri. You'll get to meet uh, the voice of the Mr. Olympia, Bob Chicharillo. And of course, you're going to meet the uh, the producer David Lyons, and you're going to meet uh, the other producer Lauren Alvarez for sure. But you're also going to meet Marcia Prince, an amazing story, an amazing woman. She is the IFBB. She is an IFBB uh, bikini pro. She's also at the 2007 Bikini Miss Universe or Miss Bikini Universe. Um, and also, you're going to have the natural Miss Universe, Doug Burns. So a lot of interesting uh, people are going to be there. People you normally wouldn't have a chance to meet. So uh, go there, give your application, and be a part of it. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, the website is theultimatebodytvshow.com. You go there, you download the application. You have all the information on there as far as the event and everything else. You can see everything that's going on there. And, and, and trust me, this is a one-of-a-kind, uh, well, actually the first of its kind, but also a one-of-a-kind type of show. But this is going to be a series. So in five years, as I'm talking about it, and I'm sure I will be, the show will still be on. And I'm confident of that. If I wasn't, I wouldn't be involved. So support the show and get and find out more by going to the ultimatebodytvshow.com. Now, what I want to do, I want to get into um, some other stuff that uh, I was just looking over some some things that are going around around us. Uh, we have uh, Linda McMahon, the wife of Vince McMahon, you know, the people that own the World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, you know, like Linda McMahon has been involved in, in the WWF slash going into the WWE since the beginning. She's been there, done that, and she helped her husband. And, I, and I, I'm stressing this. She helped her husband build an empire. Now... She's looking to uh, run for the Senate seat, and she made this announcement on Wednesday, and that's in Connecticut, by the way. So she's uh, looking to go where she entered into the Connecticut Republican race for the Senate seat for the U.S. Senate, and I commend her on that, and I think that she has a good shot. The only thing that's going to wind up happening, I know it, is that they're going to go and bring up everything with 
World Wrestling Entertainment and, and all the controversy and everything around it, especially what's going, what happened now with one of the wrestlers and steroids and all that nonsense. Look, the bottom line is, and I'm saying uh, on this show, and I'm trying to be as unbiased as I can, because you know this is this is a show about real things and reality and real people. It's a real show for this, and I'm just I'm just shooting from the hip here. Okay, you know, look, the McMahons know how to run a business. They're not sitting there in in their offices watching uh, CNBC or CNN or Bloomberg News and saying, okay, well, uh, you do this, do you do that, and go get me my tea and uh, I want a muffin. That's not the way it works. These people roll up their sleeves, get down and dirty. You know, you'll you'll see Vince McMahon at every show in the back working, working, not home watching TV with his shoes off and his 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 legs up on the coffee uh, table while his wife is swatting his leg off the table. No, both of these people work hard. So I think if you know if she does make it and becomes a senator, uh, she's going to bring that work ethic to the hill, and I think that's going to be interesting. Very interesting. So, uh, yeah, you know, I hope that she does move forward, and I hope that she uh, does, uh, she's able to go to, to, to actually get as far as she can and possibly win that Senate race. It's a possibility. I just hope that, even though I know it's going to happen, I just hope that they leave whatever transpired with the WWE behind. But I'm sure she, our PR people are going to help her, uh, help her uh, defend that you know maybe we'll get her on the show you know I'll give it a shot and see what happens it can't hurt right alright so now next thing um, the Yale student that um, disappeared and they found that she was uh, actually murdered um, a very sad story uh, because Raymond Clark the third Raymond Clark the third he has been charged with murder the murder of Annie Lee this is a girl that was gonna get married Okay, she vanished on September 8th. They found her body on September 13th, and it was stuffed in a utility compartment uh, behind a wall in the basement at Yale. That's some scary stuff. That's some scary stuff. Okay, that you can't even go to work without someone, you know, without you having to worry about somebody doing something to you. You have some, you have a stalker out there, or something of, of that nature. That's that's insanity. You know, again, I'm not, I'm not um, saying this guy is guilty, but they did find the DNA, and I and and that's up to the courts to decide, because I did learn my lesson. Uh, and you do have a judicial system in place for a reason, because you are innocent until proven guilty. Uh, I think it's human nature to to persecute someone before they beyond the reasonable doubt that they're proven guilty when that happens and you say whatever you will okay um, but if he is a guy then uh, I guess we're gonna hear a lot of stuff about a lot of things as we move forward uh, now let's move forward okay uh, FHA they uh, they're also you know in a, in, a, in a tight place you know any anyone in this economic environment is feeling some sort of pressure in some way and the Federal Housing Administration they made uh, an announcement on Friday. They said that they may fall below its mandated capital level for the first time in history. Okay, but this is what they said. And you know what? I think I need to quote what uh, David Stevens, uh, he's a commissioner. Um, I, I think I need to quote what he said. He said, to be clear, that the FHA, 
the fund's reserves are sufficient to cover our future losses. So the FHA will not require taxpayer assistance or new congressional action. Now, he said some other things, but I'm just curious if he, if he wanted to add on the end of this that the FHA will not require taxpayer assistance or new congressional action at this time. Did he forget to put in at this time? I don't know. I guess we'll find out as time goes on. Even though we, we've suffered a lot of stuff over the past uh, couple of years, um, I, we're not out of the water yet, even though Rose, uh, Rosie Pictures painted uh, you know, f through, throughout the media. Okay, and what we try to do here, I try to talk about real stuff. Okay, you know, banks are still struggling, even though they're saying this and the economy's that. And can't, you know, just look out your door. You know, you see what's going on. You see what's going on. People are losing their jobs. Things are happening. We hope to get out of this as soon as possible. You know, but this is the life that we that, that we're in right now. Okay, granted, you know, a lot of it comes down to what happened in this country. We went from being a manufacturing country to be to being a servicing country, and going down that path created a lot of issues because you're not creating anything. You're not creating the products to sell. Okay, entrepreneurship in this country is key, and you have a lot of entrepreneurs throughout the country that are building and they're trying to make things better. But because of what transpired, they can't get the funding that they need. So you have in the, you have independent businessmen that are helping these entrepreneurs to bounce up. But you also have uh, companies outside of the United States that are also helping them. So I think that we need to help ourselves to better this country. And that's just my opinion. And we'll see uh, what transpires as uh, things go, go forward. Um, and more importantly, let's see what happens with the FHA because I think uh, what transpires with that in, in the next couple of months is going to be very interesting because if they fall short and they need to go to, to Congress for help or go to the government for help, I think we're going to have another wave of, of stuff going on. So we'll just wait and see. Now let's uh, switch to Megan Fox. Now this is, I find this funny. You know, she was in uh, Transformers 2, and what happened was that the crew of the Transformers, uh, Part 2, um, they branded Megan Fox dumb as a rock and classless. And I, and I have to read through this because I thought it was interesting. You know, the girl's a pretty girl and everything, but if you think you're that much of a quote-unquote diva or or you're you're better than anyone that's on the set, you know, you're there to work like everyone else. You may be getting paid more, but it's a job. It's your career. Same way you have someone working the lights or you have someone working the camera, that's their job. That's their career. Same way the director's there. That's his job. Okay. You know, um, you know Michael Bay, he is the, um, the director of, of Transformers. But let me just, let me just read this because I thought this was interesting. This was an open letter that came from an unnamed trans, uh, set of Transformers uh, crew members. Okay, they slammed this girl. They said that she's thankless, classless, graceless, dumb, trailer trash, and ungracious. Did I miss anything? And this is after 
after she uh she called i guess she called michael bay or she compared him to hitler and this was an interview she did he's a director he has his job he has to create a product that's going to make money that's going to be that good he's not thinking about awards he's thinking about okay we got people invested in this project they have to make their money back so if he ha he has to make that project as best possible because it, it all comes down to one thing dollars and cents it's not egos even though you have egos involved okay so uh it's uh it's interesting very interesting um now let me see bup, 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 bup. let me just i just want to read something here um okay yeah th this is an open letter to all michael bay fans um uh, we are three crew members that have worked with Michael Bay or Michael for the past 10 years. Last week, we read the terrible article with inflammatory, truly uh, thrashing or trashing quotes by Miss Fox about Michael Bay. This letter is to set a few things straight. And I have to uh, just go through this briefly because I thought it was just interesting. I said, uh, yes, Megan has great eyes, tight stomach. We spray we spray her with glycerin and an awful silly Marilyn Monroe tattoo uh, plastered on our arm uh, that we cover it up to uh, to keep the moms happy. Uh, Michael found this shy, inexperienced girl, plucked her out of total obscurity, thus giving her the biggest shot of any young actress's life. And then they're not wrong about that because he did give her a shot. Uh, he told everyone around to just trust him on his choice. He granted her the starring role in, in Transformers, a franchise that forever changed her life. She became one of the most Googled and Googled women on earth. She was famous, they added. She was the next Angelina Jolie. Hip hip hooray, they put in there. <laughs> But wait a minute. Two of us worked. Uh, uh, two of us worked with Angelina. Second thought, she's no Angelina. You see, Angelina is a professional, and I said that earlier. You got to be a professional. This is your job. So we know this is quite. Um, uh, this 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 is um, quite uh, intimately. Uh, we know this quite intimately. Uh, my mistake, uh, because we had the tedious experience of working with the dumb as a rock Megan Fox on both Transformers movies. We spent a total of 12 months on set making these two movies. We're on we're on different departments. We can't give our names because sadly, in doing so, Hollywood could lead. Uh, doing so in Hollywood could lead to being banished from future Paramount work. One of us touches Megan's panties. The other has the orphan, um, well, I'm going to say the, I'm going to use a different word, the orphan crappy job of pulling Miss Sourpants Sour out of a trailer. While another is near in the Panaflex camera uh, that helps to uh, memorialize the Valley Girl on film. Now, Megan has the press fold. Um, when we read those magazines, we wish we worked with uh, with the woman, with that woman that they portray in the magazines. The bottom line is, what they're saying here, and I just want to read it off a little bit. What they're saying is that Megan Fox, you know, what how the media portrays her is not how she is. Okay, they call her the grump of the set. A lot of stuff here. This this letter goes on and on and on and on. 
uh, and it's just, it just keeps going on and on and on. I really, I can't read through, through everything, but, um, but what they're, they're saying is that what you see in the media is not what, how she is. And now, you know, look, 30 years ago, yeah, an actor can go and do something and, you know, you didn't have the internet and all that jazz. Now you have the internet. Now you have all, all this technology in front of you. And honestly, it, and again, I don't know her, so I can't pass judgment. I'm just saying if, if she is like that and that's how she is, then she is not a professional, that she should not be in that business, period, the end. You have to be a professional. That's your job. Okay, you know, I've spoken to many actors, high-end actors, actors that have, that, that have performed in many, 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 many films and television uh, series. And they have a great respect for their business, for their industry. And if you have respect for your industry, you're not going to act like that, okay, and embarrass yourself and embarrass the people that work so hard to put a movie together from the director, from the crew members, from the from the cameraman, from the lighting and this and that, everybody. You know, that that's what makes a movie great. But that is about it with uh with Megan Fox on this show. Um I just wanted to go over that because I thought that was um interesting. Okay, in just a little while we're going to have a great photographer on the line with us. Uh, someone who, talking about holding their industry in the highest regards, he does. But he also comes with integrity. Again, another note that uh, in that Megan Fox a little uh, thing. Um, but anyway, his combination of uh, being a great photographer, holding his industry in the highest regard, and coming with integrity. Uh, basically, he's a guy that any model or high fashion designer would be lucky to work with. But before we get before we bring him on the line because he is waiting, I want to go over a couple things. Uh, our listeners can actually call in, and we want you to call in, connect with us, be a part of the show. The number is three two three nine five two four three six nine. Three two three nine five two four three six nine. Give us a call. Get your questions. You can go to ucwmagazine.com and find out who we're gonna have on the show. We actually put a calendar up there. So you can see who's going to be on the show on what day, and then you can uh, funnel your questions on in. Feel free. Don't be shy. And I have to mention this again. We did open the, the doors for sponsorship opportunities. So, hey, if you're an advertiser, marketer, you want to align with the UCW radio show, there's no better time uh, than the present to do it. Okay, uh, because, uh, you know, we're growing. We're expanding. We're doing a lot of things that we really can't. I really can't go over right now. But it is interesting, and we are um, a model of growth, and we're continuing to enhance the show with uh, the guests that we have on, also enhancing the syndication, also doing a lot of interesting things, adding new shows, as we did with the Ultimate Body Radio Show, and some other shows that we're going to wind up having. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's a good situation for any sponsor. So uh, you can give us a call, too, at 323-952-4369. We want to hear from you. And if you're on Twitter, you can send me, uh, you can shoot me at your questions. You can tweet them to me, and that's fine, too. Uh, my Twitter name is Luis Velasquez. That's L-O-U-I-S-V-E-L-A-Z-Q-U-E-Z. Follow me and tweet away. Now, without further ado... You know, he's on hold right now, so we're going to patch in a um, great photographer. Uh, he is the founder 
And you're going to hear, and I know, because I'm going to touch on certain things during, during while we have him on the line, and I want you to get a good idea of who he is and what he's about. And if you're a model, if you're an actor or someone of that nature, and you're looking to get insight from a photographer, this is a guy you want insight from because he will tell you the real deal, and he's not holding back. And I know he's not going to hold back here because we've spoken outside of the show. And, uh, yeah, it should be an interesting uh, uh, interview. But anyway, without further ado, from Sean Lee Studios, he's the founder, he's the owner, this is Sean Lee. Sean, it's great to have you on the UCW radio show. This is a little bit in the making. I know we've been uh, missing each other because uh, you've been real busy and we've been real busy. But I want to thank you for being with us on the show this afternoon. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Oh, no, no problem. Thanks for, for being patient. Uh, we always appreciate the time that our guests put aside for us, and you're no different. Um, now, Sean, uh, you you being a photographer, so people, all listeners know that's what you do. You're a photographer, uh, a high-fashion photographer. Now, you, yeah. have, you live a pretty interesting life. Um, some of the things that you've accomplished that I know of, are that you own uh, or you you founded Sean Lee, Sean Lee Studios? Go figure, you know it's your it's your name. Um, uh, you, you're a photography editor for uh, Lux Code uh, magazine, and you're the co-founder slash co-owner of That's Hot Media. So that's correct. So you have a, a full plate of things going on, but what I like to do is I like before we go any further into that stuff, I, I like to mm-hmm. you know start. At the beginning, you know, because you, your journey is interesting. I, I know a, a part of it. Our listeners are not familiar with it. So I want you to paint the picture to them of your journey because I, I find it interesting. So tell me how everything started. Well, um, oh man, that's a, uh, that's a good question. That's a broad question, too, man. I don't, I don't even know if you have enough radio time, man, for me to tell the whole story. Well, first of all, let me see. It was, uh, it was, it was June 12th, 1975. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding, man. Uh, <laughs> um, as far as my creative journey, man, and just the journey through life and how I think about, uh, things, I think it's developed from, a passion, and uh, you know, I think everybody goes through things in life, and and all of that good stuff. And you know, um, I think you go through things in life. Uh, you know, me being married, uh, learning how to be a husband, and becoming a uh, a young husband at a young age, and all of that good stuff. I think you live, I think you learn, um, and I think the biggest thing that uh, I, uh, I I really uh, have a pet peeve about is being integrous in in everything that I do. Um, with that being said, going through life um, and it not being easy, I think there's 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 been a not quit in me. I think it's uh, I never settled for anything less than what I knew could be accomplished, even if it wasn't in me at the time mm-hmm. to accomplish it. I never stopped. You know, um, you know. With that being said, I was able to you know go on and, and start some things and start some businesses and grind that grind those things out and. And I had the money for that stuff to get started, and of course, I have to deal with the uh, with the wife not making any money, and still have to believe and make it happen, man, mm-hmm. and make it happen. So you know that that kind of stuff. But but you sorted out. Uh, you know, you were in graphic design, right? Yes, yes. I actually started. I've been drawing since I was four. Okay. You know, and drawing since I was four. My mom was an artist, and uh, I started out drawing since I was four. So I always had an eye for creativity. 
you know, as I got older and, and uh, got up in years, I went to school for uh, art, went to a couple of schools and, and tried to hit Center for Creative Studies here in Detroit. Didn't have enough money to pay for that because it's ex extremely expensive. Went to some other schools and things of that nature for art and then uh, got kicked out the house. You know, being young, I had my own car. Um, I had my own car, got my own hoopty, uh, and uh, got me a little job, but I wasn't paying any bills at the house. So uh, the old man kicked me out. You didn't have that Pinto, did you? I, no, it wasn't a Pinto. Man, listen, I had a 1984 Chevy Caprice wagon, and it had four different wheels on it, and it had a huge dent in the uh, driver's side door. And uh, I had just enough money to buy the car, but I couldn't even put a muffler on it. So everywhere I went, I think three blocks away, they heard me coming. They knew you were coming. I said, that's Jason. Jason Lee coming down the road. He's like four blocks away. Three, two, one. Here he is. That's it. Yeah, that's windows it. Windows breaking it. on the way. <laughs> wow. That's it. <laughs> the gas gauge. The gas gauge didn't work, so I couldn't tell you how many times I ran out of gas because uh, I couldn't tell if I had gas or not. Some stuff like that happens, yeah, but that, that's part of what makes you you. You know, you have to. Yeah, you have to experience stuff. An experience to struggle, I believe, in order to understand that, you know, you can achieve anything. You go through hell and back, you know that nothing, that you, no obstacle is too great that you can't get over. That's right. And that, that's what you went through. You know, that's you, right. You went through, you know, you were in school, you couldn't afford school. And I, I, I understand that. I, I, I really understand that. I've been through that myself. You can't afford to go to school. You want to go, you can't afford it. You can't get the grants and this and that because, you know, and it's funny with these grants that, like, your, 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 your family can be dead broke, but they'll say you make too much in the household, so you can't get the grant anyway. So it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> that's right. But that that's was back right. then. It, things are different now, but that was back then. That was back then. I mean, of course, you know, back then, you know, I, you know what I think, man. My, and one of my philosophies in life is this: is that even when when times are bad, I think you have to have a foresight to see times better. You know, I think uh, the difference in people that uh, that make it and are successful in life. I'm not even talking monetarily, you know, money. I'm talking about successful in life. Is I think you have to have an ability to see outside of where you are. You know what I mean? Um, you have to be able to walk towards something that you see in your head, um, but you don't see that in your environment. You know, you know. I can't tell you how many times my environment sucked. Um, being being an, uh, a, a child, being a teenager, um, and even being a young man, a young married man, you're in the middle of stuff and you don't know how to get out, but you have to see something outside of that. And you have to keep walking towards it. Sean, what I want you to do is paint the picture because... I, you know, I, I get, I get where you, where, where you're coming from here. Paint the picture for our listeners so they understand where you grew up, so they understand what circumstances you had to overcome, so that they, because they, they can really grasp, grasp what you've done, which I think is amazing. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um, you know, in in my life, you know, you and and, and let me tell you this. My my life is. Uh, I think everybody goes through something. Everybody goes through something. Everybody goes through what they go through. Having said that, I grew up in a home. I had both my parents. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Had both my parents, but um, they grew up how they grew up. You know, and they grew up in dysfunction. So, of course, they did the best that they could with me. Mm -hmm. Having said that, you know, I wish I had had somebody to teach me, um, for example, how to keep your credit straight. Or somebody to teach you how to open up a bank account and how to protect your credit. You, you know what I mean? I wish I had someone as a young man to teach me. This is how you. This is how you uh, be a husband. 
You know, this is how you become a good husband. Um, this is how you treat a wife. This is how you take care of a home. I didn't know that stuff. So I jumped into stuff. I jumped into marriage. Um, I jumped into financial matters, um, being ignorant. And, you know, it hurt me. And very early on, and I'm going to say this, and, it, and I know this stuff has nothing to do with photography or uh, creativity or any of that stuff. But, you know, I got married at 21, and I love my, I, let me say this, I absolutely love my wife. We were high school um, uh, lovebirds, okay? And when I married my wife, there was nobody to tell me how to be a husband. But I knew one thing, that I loved my wife, and I, mar and I married her. Now, having said that, too, I didn't know how to be a husband. I didn't know how to come in and take care of business. Um, I didn't know what maintaining a home or maintaining a marriage or maintaining a marriage meant. Um, I, I didn't know any of that stuff. So you, you go through issues and you go through problems. Like I think, you know, a lot of young couples do or, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever the case may be. Having said that, there were, there, there were a lot of opportunities for me and my wife to get divorced. There were a lot of opportunities for us to get divorced. And I'm not going to go into super detail about everything that we went through. But in the midst of it, I just made a decision that, you know what, I didn't, I didn't get married for it to fail. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something I've taken through life is that I just, it's, this cannot be the end of the story. Mm -hmm. um, this cannot be all to it. Um, it has to be successful. There are no plan Bs. Mm -hmm. We got to make this happen. And so what it made me do is it made me transcend. I had to do what I had to do in order to educate myself, whatever that meant, in order to become what I had to do what I had to do to make it happen and to make it work. And that meant, that meant I had to change. And change for a lot of people was difficult. It was difficult for me. But you have to look at what you have before you, and you got to make a decision. Is it worth keeping? And if it is, then somebody has to change. And, and, and for me, that was me. But that, that's good, you know? and I, I'm glad you're saying that, Sean, because you realize something. One thing that you said, which I'm going to touch on, is that you said there's no plan B. And one thing, and, and, and you know, we're not even talking about photography, we're talking about life right now, and that's what this mm -hmm. show is about. That's why, you know, you talking about this, I appreciate it. It's making this show today more interesting because we're talking mm -hmm. about real stuff because our listeners, that's what they're here for. To, to, they want to hear about what you're doing, but they also want to hear the real story because be behind the uh, Sean Lee photography, everything else, you are a real person. You've been through stuff. You're, you're, you're showing people, hey, you know what? These are mistakes I made. Yeah. This is stuff that yep. I did. And I think too many people today, and I'm going to say, not people, I'm going to say women. Okay? Yeah, I'm, okay. I'm saying it. People are going to criticize Whatever. I don't care. All right? But I'm going to say it. But too many women, when they go into marriage, uh, and... It's like they do. They have a plan B. It's like they're getting married, saying, "Okay, well, if it doesn't work out, this is what I'm going to do next." You know, you right. can't. You can't do that. You get, I mean, I went through that, and it and it sucks because you, yeah. you go through a situation where somebody has a backup plan. Like, <laughs> what's up with that? Yeah, yeah. You know, because if you're not yeah. going to go all in, you know, if you're not going to go all in, you shouldn't be in at all. You you know what? And that's you that's a that's a great statement, man. I'm so glad you said that. You know, unfortunately, especially for a lot of young people, um, you know, I, I put this I put this to a lot of young people. I deal with a lot of young people and I say this to them, especially the young ladies, the young girls. Um, you know, they fall in love and everybody falls in love and they use this word love and they toss it around. You know, they freak toss it around like it's a football or something. You know what I mean? But I I always say, I said, Listen, you go through four years of high school, 
um, before you finish your senior year, they spend all of this time filling out applications to find out which college they're going to go to. They spend a ton of research figuring out what they want to do for their career for the rest of their lives. Um, they spend in excess of forty to sixty thousand dollars to go to college for four years um, for a career that they want to do that they may need, they may not even stay in. Um, for the rest of their lives, mm -hmm. and so they spend all this time in education for um, for their possible career, but they don't spend that much time doing the research for the person that they may spend the rest of their life with. Right. You know, and so I, I I use that kind of analogy with them to say, hey, if you guys are going to make a commitment as serious as marriage or being with a person for the rest of your life, at least take the time to get to know one another, mm -hmm. and not get caught up on the um and on the infatuation part of. Of things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, and, I know totally because you have kids out there, you know, 17, 18, or 16, whatever it may be. Uh, you, you may have a, a guy that, that's with a girl, and he's like, Oh my god, you know, she's the hottest girl in the school, and now I got her. And, and they go forward, and lose you know what happens, what, what happens earlier on is now what's going to happen later, you know, it's like. And it becomes problematic because all of a sudden you're stuck in a situation that maybe there's a kid on the way. You just ruined your lives before the age of 21. Right. You know? Right. And, 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 right. and that's, I think that that uh, the direction that a lot of these kids have are, are I don't know, confused. They're not, they're, they're not, they're not uh, molded the right way. Maybe it starts in the household. Maybe it's the environment. You can blame it on a number of things, but at the end of the day, it's you, the individual, that has to want to understand That's the it. environment. You got to be smart enough to say, "Hey, wait a second. There's something wrong for me to be pregnant at 16. There's something wrong for me to be having relations at this at this age with all these diseases going around." You know, this, yeah, this, this, yeah, I mean, yeah. You, you have well, you know, common sense. You know, I, I hear you. I hear you. And you know, a lot of us. Um, and 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 let and let me be very frank. You know, I, I mentioned earlier. You know, I had both parents at home, but still know everything you know there's still dysfunction um a lot of things you still have to learn on your own um a lot of stuff i think um there should be people around um whether that's family or mentors or whatever the case be, may be around to guide to guide you but in a lot of cases that's not the case um with me it wasn't the case it was you know what in my ignorance there was one thing man it was just one thing that kept me going and that was it has to be something better than this you know, I think it's a passion, and it has to be a drive that's it's, it's just built. It's in you. It's something that you have to get in you and that says, I, wherever I am, I ended up here. I don't know how I got here. It's jacked up. Um, but I still have some. I still have something in me that says it has to be better than this. And I think that's what can lead us out. If, if, you, know? you, if you realize this, see, a lot of, I think uh, a lot of people have the, the problem that, they see darkness, and that's what they're looking for, darkness. You can have that little speckle of light in that whole darkness, that the whole dark space. They don't want to see the speckle. They want the whole thing to be light. But you know what? If you don't reach for that speckle, you're going to be lost. That's it. You're going uh, yeah. to be lost. And, and, I, and I say that to everyone. You know? That's a great example. And, and, and sometimes, you know, look, you, you find it within yourself, intestinal fortitude to to, to pull out of your situation, but you, everything you've gone through in your, in your early years led you, before we get into to, to the uh, photography, I just want to just finish up on this uh, this topic, but it led you mm -hmm. to uh, to create or be a co-director of a program called the Soup Project. That, that is, 
That is correct. Um, man, let me let me say this, and 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 I'm gonna say this uh, because I, I probably should have mentioned it earlier. But all the issues that I went through um, early on in my young adult years, I went through as I was an ordained elder at uh, at the age of 21. You know, so I was in the church. I've been in the church for a very long time. Ordained elder, knew about God, but I still had issues. So just because, um, I just want to say that, just because you're in the church does not mean you still uh, can't have issues. I was uh, a man that still needed to know how to be married, still needed to know how to take care of my wife, still needed to learn about financial issues, being a, um, being a respected preacher in the church. You know what I mean? It doesn't, I don't think that it, um, you are exempt from life lessons. Just because you are a preacher um, in the church, having said that, there are lessons that I had to learn, and there are lessons that I am still learning right. as a man. Period. You know, not man, not man of God, not preacher, not this, not that. Um, you got to understand, life is life, and we still all have to do right and all of that stuff. So I say that um, to the people that are out there that are that are that may struggle with something, whatever that is. You can make it out because me as a preacher, I struggle. Wow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I struggled. I struggled hard. That's a good huh? example. That's a good example because, again, you know, people are people. That's right. Whether you're you're that's a right. Catholic priest, whether you're Baptist, whatever you do, you're a minister, you're a preacher, whatever you do, you everyone has their their demons to deal with. They, everybody. That's right. There's nobody that's above the human race. That's, that's you are absolutely correct. Okay, and that, that's absolutely why, you know, correct. It, it's kind of you know well, I laugh when someone says, "Well, I'm this, I'm that." Okay, you're this, but you know something, you bleed the same way we all do. So what are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know. You know you good may, you good may, deal. You yeah. Know, you, yeah. You may yeah. have accomplished a lot of things in your life, but at the end of the day, you know, take all strip all that away. What are you? That's right. You know, I know that's who right. I am. Take everything away from me. I know who I am. You take everything away from other people, I guarantee you they'll, they'll probably want to jump off a roof because they, they don't know what it is to, to, to deal with that stuff. But then, anyway, so let's talk about the, uh, the suit project and tell me what you're doing with that. Well, the suit project is uh, is very is very dear uh, to my heart. I have a partner named uh, William Malcolm who's a fashion designer, mm -hmm. and um, in his story, he didn't grow up with a father in the home, mm -hmm. and so you know. Um, we just saw a need for uh, to mentor young men. Uh, a lot of the things that I mentioned that I went through in life earlier, um, where I didn't have the training or anybody to tell me or teach me or show me anything, uh, we decided to form a, pro a program called the Sue Project. And it's for uh, young men between the ages of 18 and 22. And it's a 10-week program where we bring in... Uh, we bring in mentors that are at the top of their game in their fields. For example, we had a uh, an accountant um, with uh, triple master's degrees, vice president of a bank. Uh, we had national recruiters come in. These are all men. Um, and our main focus to these young men was to tell them, listen, we are bringing to you um, some of the best guys in their fields, but they are not without fault. And, and all of them had troubled youths. You know what I mean? They came up wrong, and we wanted to we wanted to make ourselves tangible to them and say, "Listen, we've accomplished this in life, but it was not without a cost." Yeah. You know, and it was for us to say to them, "Listen, we are where you guys are." And some of the, the young men that we had in the program, the guy, one of the guys that came in, he had just gotten shot the week before. 
Um, they're guys that had children uh, out of wedlock, didn't have jobs. None of them had fathers in the home. And so we, we, taught, we thought it our mission that, that we, we have to do something to educate them and bring them up. And so the programs consisted of 10 weeks in which we did some of everything. We, um, we talked about uh, the national recruiters that, that we brought in, talked about uh, resume writing. We did credit. We showed them how to check their credit. Uh, we showed them how to interview on jobs, the proper dress for interviewing, all of that, all of that kind of stuff. We told them the importance of social media and not having crazy stuff on social media because if you go to interview for a job, that your, your potential employer will, will check your Facebook page. You know, also, along with that kind of stuff, the everyday life stuff, we talked to them about how to be men and how to treat ladies and how to speak to ladies. We talked about the misogynistic lyrics and, um, and, uh, and our, some of our music today, you know, that disrespects women and things of that nature. And our biggest thing was to, throughout the 10 weeks, was to say, hey, we are here. We really got in these guys. I mean, we didn't let up on them. We loved them. We let them know that we loved them, but we didn't cut them no slack. Um, we were men. We started out with 12 in our initial uh, program, which was in September um, of last year. We started out with 12. We ended up with six graduates. And out of the six graduates, the guy that got shot in the knee was one of our best, one of our best, best, best students. And um, at the end of the program, we had a huge graduation service for him. And one of the things that um, I did, man, I'm getting excited. One of the things that we did was we did a before and after picture of him. So we brought them in and we took a before picture of how they looked. And then what we did afterwards was we did post we did a post picture. After they graduated the uh the ten week program, we did we, we got them a suit. That's why it's called the suit project. We got them a suit, we dressed them up in a suit, uh tailor fitted them, the whole nine, it was theirs because it you know, we wanted to focus on it's not so much the suit that we wanted to focus on, but it was the inner man that we dressed up. And it was kind of sim it was kind of symbolic of now you've gone through this program. It's a symbol of an outward change, right. you know what I mean? An so inward start, change. Start from the inside, exactly, out. and it worked the way it worked our way out. And we did. And what we did was we asked every young man, "What is it that you?" dream of doing and what is it that you want to do in your life and some of them say listen I want to be a producer um, I want to be a writer uh, you know what I mean those types of things so what we did was we did what we call an environmental portrait and an environmental portrait is where you take um, a boss or a CEO and you take a picture of him in his environment so for example if he's a football coach you take a picture of him on the football field that's in his environment so we took these young men and we linked them up with uh, different business people in, in our city um, and in the area that did what they wanted to do. And they allowed us to use their offices. So, for example, we took a picture of a young man that wanted to be a TV producer. We took him to a television station and put him in the, uh, in the media room with all the cameras and all of that stuff and took a CEO portrait of him. And, and then we provided each young man with these, with these uh, pictures so that they could reference Whenever they find themselves getting lost or going somewhere and they somewhere they shouldn't be, they always had an image to reference to say, "This is the direction I should be going in in my life." Right to give them clarity yeah. so, so that they don't stray. Unbelievable! I mean, it it was so unbelievable. The program was so unbelievable that it, you know I was brought to tears because we had a huge graduation service where. Uh, we made sure all of their families were there because all these young men really had support. And it meant a lot to them to have people there that cheered for them. And we put up their before picture, and then we put up their after picture as they walked across the stage and got their uh, got their diplomas. 
um, and we had businesses in the area donate services. We had quantum um, quantum training centers donate CAD services. We have a local university here called Wayne State University. Um, video, the video department donated vi uh, time to actually train them in video and television production because the movie the movie industry is moving here to Detroit, and so. It, we open up a door for them to be able to access some different things that they weren't used to, and that made it very worthwhile. Well, I think it's good that you that you have a program like that because some of these kids are all lost, and I and I know that they're lost. They don't when you don't have direction unless you know, and so, some some of these kids don't have the direction. Maybe in the home, whatever it is, and what happens? What what's the be, what for them? What's the simplest thing to do? Take the easy road. Okay, whether you know you go when you start hanging out with like people and you start gang banging or selling drugs or doing drugs or smoking cigarettes, all that stuff, you start doing all that nonsense because you really don't know what the right thing to do is. That's yeah, that's good. And, that's good. You know, and, and that does happen. Look, you know, and I, you you got personal, I get personal. I I, I grew up in, in probably one of the worst neighborhoods in New York. Okay, and I went through all that stuff, and I seen people die around me. I've seen it. I grew up in that environment, but I made it a point to get out of there. You know, you, good. you see someone. Good stuff. For me, my mom, she worked three, four jobs to try to provide for the family. For me, That's good. that was my motivation. That I don't want her to do this. I at five, I'm like, I'm. I need to. I need to do get out of this. I need to figure something out. It took some time, but it happened. You know, but yeah. you know, everyone needs their motivation, and whether it be taking a picture of them in an environment to say, "Hey, you know what? I can do this," or seeing someone else do it and let that person be a mentor, whatever the case may be, there's something that has to spark something in you to give you clarity to get you up out of your environment, because that is an environment. You are not your environment. That's good, man. Okay, so that's, good. that's something I want all listeners. To, to hear, and if you're if you're people that are involved in the soup projects, you have other you know uh, people that are sponsoring you, think, things of that nature. They should understand that what you're doing is that you're giving them that shining, that little light at the end of that dark tunnel, saying, "Hey, come with me. You can do it. You can make it. You don't need me. You can do it yourself. Just reach for that." Yes. All right. So you're giving Good deal. yeah, you're giving them that thing at the end of the deal. So that's fantastic. Is there a website with that soup project? Yes, it's called uh, www.thesuitproject.org. Okay. All right. People can go there and check it out and find out more. Uh, that, that was interesting. Now I think what we need to do is start talking about you and your photography because uh, your, your journey is interesting, and I, and I love it because you went through some rough times growing up and even as a, as a young man, and, and you just said it. You know, you, you humbled yourself. By saying, "Yeah, you're a preacher, but you still have your issues," and you understood that, and that—that that is maturity. To understand yes. that at the age of 21, 22, whatever age you were, you, that, that was—that's maturity, okay. And to understand that you have to go and and fix yourself—that—that—that's evolving as a, as a person. Man, that's so real. Yeah. I, mean, I think every person has to fix themselves. Nobody's above fixing themselves. Sure. Period. Sure. Like you have people that are life coaches, this and that. They help people do that. But sometimes you get caught up in, 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 in the moment. And people get caught up in the moment, and then they get stuck in this pocket of life, and they can't get out of it. 
Yeah. And 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 that and they get stuck there. It's like you're playing pool. They get stuck in a pocket. It's not the it's not the pool table that has the uh, the balls that go back to you. It's a little <laughs> basket, and you get stuck there. And until yeah. somebody yeah. grabs it out of there, that ball's yeah. gonna stay there forever. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so, Absolutely, yeah, man. So, so uh, you know, you're you you're, you're allowing you're allowing these kids and everything to to realize that. I think that's fantastic. And that's that's the soupproject.org. Um, and hey, you know what? They can go there, find out more, and maybe the soup project will expand from your area and expand to other cities. And that's well, that's actually the um, that's actually the plan. We actually got stuff in the works now, uh, along with some other um, community things that we we got planned that we want to do. Uh, okay. Okay. So it's good, man. I, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I think it's going to be a success, and I think it, it will grow because if kids uh, coast to coast that are in that situation and uh, for them to to have somewhere to go to better themselves is always a good thing. And especially in, in, in this time and age with everything that's going on in this country, yeah, we need as much, um, I guess, much fixing with the youth that we can bring to the table because the youth is our future. That's good, you know. So that that's, that's good, absolutely. That. So so now, Sean, let's talk about you, your photography. You okay. you went through your stuff and you you got into photography. How did you get into photography? Well, let me uh, say this: all of this stuff that that went on beforehand is is actually probably what made me um, um, who I am today. I wouldn't trade any of it for anything. Uh, having said that, I think that um, because naturally I'm a creative person. Uh, I told you I've been drawing since I was four. I actually transitioned into photography from graphic design or from art. Um, and I think it's the art in life or the creativity in life that um, actually caused me to be able to transition. You know, I think creatively you have to think of ways to get out of out of jams. Yeah, can, can I ask you know? a question about that? Because you know, you're, you're yes. a creative person. I'm a creative person, and I, I'm just gonna just ask this question because I, I know. I mean, I speak to a lot of people in music and art, you know, and actors and so on and so forth. Uh, a lot of people in Hollywood, and I, I sometimes ask this question, especially people that went through rough times. Now, did you feel that your your creativeness and you being able to do that, did you find that as an escape when you were going through rough times? Oh, absolutely, okay. a absolutely, absolutely. I, I don't. I, I wouldn't even call it. I wouldn't even call it as an escape as much as I would a way of life. Mm -hmm. Um. I don't think that it was like a place that you could go to and and get away and then go back to the trouble. I think that creativity was the it's just the way of life. Um, as far as being in trouble, I think you go creative. I think if anybody's in trouble and you can't see your way out, that's when you have to get creative. You know, I think that that that's how that's how people make it out of jams. I think that's how people make it um, beyond. Um, you know, situations that they're in, like you said, like, like you said, you were in some stuff as a young person, you grew up, your mom creatively said, listen, I have to work three or four jobs and I have to make it happen. Mm -hmm. That was a creative thought. You know what I mean? I have to make this happen. Whether I have to work from uh, nine to five, uh, come home for an hour, and go and try and make this happen, and have somebody else come in—that's creative thinking. I don't care what anybody says. You know, <laughs> that's transcending. So I think for me, it's just a way of life, man. Um, I always thought creatively um, on how to fix situations or how to do things, and I think it translates over into when your hands, uh, when you put your hands to something to make something. Mm -hmm. You know. It was a good, it's a good deal, man. I think that that's great. 
you know. Well, you look, you went from graphic designing to photography, you know, and I mean, basically, I mean, doing graphic design, you being into art or, or being a creative since you're a young kid, uh, I would I would think that it was probably probably a smooth transition as you were going in to go from graphic design to photography, you know. But now, you know, when you got into photography. What what happened? I mean, did you go out? Did you buy, uh, you know, a camera? What what did you do that that made you want to do that? Because it, it always has to be something that sparks something in you to want to progress or, or want to do something. Okay. I um, it was it was as much creative as it was a, a need. Mm -hmm. Um, at the time, I always drew, I always did graphic design, and I would get paid here and there to do logos and things of that nature. Um, but I, uh, I bought a camera. I went out one day with somebody who did an event. You know, you, you, you know, you did, you seen the cabaret events where they did the picture man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Picture man at the cabaret, you know, type of thing. And I went out with somebody to help them do that. And they did that. And I said, hmm, I wonder, this would be a way to make money. And so, uh, I went out with them a couple of times. And I think I bought my first little piece of crap camera, um, years ago. And, uh, did that. And I always thought, how can I make this better? You know, I'm making money, but how can I make this better? And so I built on that, and I built on that, and I built on that. And, you know, once you reach one level, another level hits you with that you see that you say, huh, I have to do better than what I'm doing again. It has to get easier than this. And so I went out and bought my first uh, pro-grade camera. Didn't know nothing about photography, mm -hmm. you know, other than automatic, you know, a little green dial. Mm -hmm. um, and I just went and bought it, and I was taking pictures with the dial on automatic. And I thought to myself, you know what? Since I got this camera, I might as well learn how to use it. And it led me to a class. Okay. It led me to take a basic photography class. And from there, I had homework assignments. And, you, you know, you start out, you start shooting. You start learning, um, you know, you start learning your camera um, aperture and, and f-stops and shutter speeds and all of that all of that stuff that goes along with that. And you kind of, it has evolved, man, like over the last seven years. Right. And so you go class after class after class, and you get good enough to where people hire you for work. Mm -hmm. um, and you do that job, and then you get better. And um, you get certifications. I got certified, joined different organizations, um, photography organizations, and I find myself getting more creative. Mm -hmm. I says, well, hold on. If I can do this, well, why can't I do that? Mm -hmm. And you start pushing the envelope and, and what you can do creatively with mm -hmm. your camera right. and with your environment. And that's kind of how it evolved, man. Well, and it's interesting how you how it came about because you weren't looking to be a photographer. No, it was just something that fell in your lap. See, and that that's the thing. It, you know, with uh, most of our guests when they come on the show that are very successful in what they do, and I say this time and time again, and I and I always repeat it because it's so true. Because I don't have to lead into it. You're telling me. You're telling me that this is what transpired, and and for the most part. Every, the things with them and what they're doing now is that's something that just fell in their lap. That's but, it. But everybody, it. everybody has their place in this world, and sometimes you know you have to you have to keep your eyes open to look for the signs. And that's what you did. You said, "Oh wow, something clicked in you." Like, "Wow, okay, wait a second, I can do this." That's it. And I can do that's this. It. And I can do this. And I can do this. And then you keep evolving in your life. And I, I, that's I, I good. think that's pretty cool. But now, what 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 have you done photography wise? Let, let, let's talk about that because I know you've done a number of things, and maybe you can share with our listeners some of the stuff you've done. Okay, okay, uh, very good. Well, um, 
well, let me start off saying that we just started a, um, I just started a nonprofit called Picture This. And, um, Picture This, I've done a couple of, uh, um, actually more than a couple, I've done some career days. And, uh, just like my thinking create creatively, I, I like to take stuff over the top, man. And so I went to career day. I didn't just want to be the guy in the suit and the tie and just go in and just say, hey, I'm a photographer to little kids. I took in a, um, I took in a laptop and I took in a cart and I had a, um, projector mm -hmm. and I went to these classrooms man and I projected images on the on the uh, wall mm -hmm. and what I would do is set the kids up and all of that good stuff set them up real good and say hey how many people like cars or how many people like high fashion photography and da 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 and I blast these cool images up on the screen well the kids were blown away they were so blown away that parents would call me and say hey listen we don't know what you did but my child wants me to buy them a camera they want to do this they want to do that and so I did a couple of those and got those kind of responses and I thought how cool would it be to have an auditorium set up or some type of stadium set up. Um, of course, it hasn't gotten that big yet, but an auditorium maybe that sees 500 um, kids and have a stage. And so what we do is I set my stuff up on stage, man. I bring in all my equipment, mm -hmm. and we use the kids as subject matter. And uh, what we do is we'll take a before picture, man, and I'll bring a kid up on the stage, and we'll have, we'll have everything on the stage. We'll fan their hair and blast it. As soon as we take the picture, we blast it up on a screen on the stage, man, and the kids go wild. And what it does is it gets them to consider creativity and art again. Because, you know, in schools here, man, when, when budgets get cut, the first thing to go is art. Yep. Okay. You know, and creativity and stuff like that. So to get the kids uh, interested in in art again and in creativity and drawing and all of that stuff, that's something that we've started here to kind of spark interest. And uh, it's been really working out. So besides that, um, that we just started, I have... Um, that's good. Before you, before you continue, that's good because you're, again, you're connecting with the youth and you're showing them that, hey, you know what? Get, get into your creative side, side, tap into your creative soul. Uh, and I think that's great. And I, I commend you on that. That's, that's good stuff. Good deal. Thank uh, you, sir. You got it. I'll let you continue uh, with your thought, though. Well, we got a lot of stuff going on. Um, um, just been published in a lot of uh, publications here. Um, Ambassador Magazine being one of them here, which is a local um, magazine, you know, on the line of, um, you know, some of the bigger national magazines, except it's local here. I've been uh, published in a lot of the uh, newspapers and stuff here um, locally, and it's starting to get some acclaim and starting to really uh, pump up and, and push. And I never thought that as a photographer you could actually get acclaim just being, in a, being a photographer, but um, it's starting to come along. So uh, just recently here, um, we taped on the local news. Uh, me and my partner, who is, uh, I told you about earlier, we started the uh, Man of Style contest. It's called the William Malcolm Man of Style. And as I said, he's a designer. Um, and it's a statewide contest for the state of Michigan where um, we opened it up to all the men in Michigan. And, and any man that feels like they have style, the contest actually starts on the 19th, which is this Saturday at 12 o'clock. They can actually email um, some pictures and actually register online um, to enter this statewide contest, which is a prize package of about $25,000. And the contest... What's the website on that? The, the website is www.williammalcolmmanofstyle.com. Okay. All right. Okay, so style com. So now they can compete for uh, twenty five grand. Um, yeah, about twenty five grand yeah, worth of prizes. Which, uh, in which case, they get um, wardrobe by William Malcolm. They'll get a um, a portfolio shoot 
by myself, some bed and breakfast stuff, some uh, cosmetic uh, dentistry um, things, stuff like that. Um, watch used by Aldo. Aldo is a uh, sponsor, um, as well as Local 4 News, WDIV, and all of that stuff. So it's pretty big. It's going to the the gala is going to be held at the uh, the Whitney Mansion, which is an eighteen hundred style mansion. Um, here in the city, it's a historical match. It's unbelievable, and um, the winner will be chosen by a panel of celebrity judges. Um, here, but it, it's a big deal. CNN, we we just we just interviewed with CNN yesterday, um, which is another big thing that we just did, and uh, they're leading with the story, so it's going to go national. Um, this man of style contest, so it's a it's a pretty big deal. Um, but anyway, um, along with the that with starting the contest. Um, this man of style contest has come a lot of, uh, a lot of people calling and wanting to know what's going on. I did all the photography for all of that stuff. I did all the graphic design for all of that stuff, which also leads us to, um, my company, That's Hot Media, mm-hmm. um, which is also me and my partner's, uh, joint venture. Mm-hmm. Um, coming up, we, we, we decided that there was going to be no plan B's and that our stuff had to be excellent, it had to be on a level of, uh, unbelievable imagery and that we weren't going to compromise that so but doing that you know websites graphics um, collateral all that stuff costs money and you know when you don't have a whole 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 heck of a lot of money to invest in um, in getting a website done and so forth and so on you, you have to get creative learn how to you know what I mean yourself, brother. <laughs> exactly <laughs> exactly Exactly, which is the point that leads me to. I mean, you know, any everything from marketing to email blast campaigns to uh, pay-per-click uh, marketing um, to uh, business research and image consultation and press release services. This is stuff that we've had to do. And so what we did was we, we did a lot of diligence for uh, about a year and a half in which we had to research all of this stuff for our prospective plans. Mm-hmm. And we found Go ahead. No, I'm listening to you. Okay, and, 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 and we found that through all of this research that we did, we kept running into people who were saying stuff like, you know, I need a website, but I don't know how to build one, and I can't find my web guy. Um, I, my graphics design guy, his stuff doesn't mesh with the guy who wants to do my website. And, and it frustrated a lot of small to mid-sized businesses, mm-hmm. you know, because they, you know, they can't find their, they had a website built, they can't find their web guy anymore, even fell off the face of the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, so what we did was we found ourselves helping people and advising people on marketing schemes and, and how to get their websites built and all of that good stuff. And we decided, you know what, we're really helping people. Maybe we got something here. Mm-hmm. And every time people would look at our stuff, they would say, oh my God, that's hot. So we said, well, let's start That's Hot Media. And so that's what we did. For our perspective brands, me being a photographer, him being a fashion designer, we came together, formed That's Hot Media. And what we have learned how to do through extensive research and uh, contacts and services that we have amassed is that we are all-inclusive um, branding company for anybody who needs it, whether that's a small business, whether that's an individual. And that's everything from print collateral to business cards to website development to the whole nine. And so um, that has awarded us the opportunity to be able to build a few websites for people and get us some acclaim as well as we built the uh, website for the William Malcolm Manistow contest which is now getting ready to go national so you know so that's what's been going on in a, uh, and I kind of encompassed a bunch of different things all in one mm-hmm. one lump sum you know yeah but you know something how everything 
develops or develop with you was wasn't because you wanted to do it because if you had a choice you wouldn't be doing all that stuff what happened it was it was you were forced to due to the fact that you needed to that's right okay so you had a need to do it because this was part of your business and you couldn't afford to pay someone to do it so you learn how to do it yourself that's it man and you know something sometimes that's the best thing to do you learn everything from soup to nuts from a to z now you know what you're dealing with and i just want to make a couple of references because it just touches on what you were saying. We had uh, Alfred DeMora. He's the founder of DeMora Motor Car. We had him on, on the show last week. You know, he's, cre he's, creating, uh, he's creating cars that sell for $2 million. So he's a big to-do. But you know something? He knows that, that car inside and out. He started from nothing and built an empire. But he understands the business from A to Z. No one knows more about what he does than, than him because he was forced to learn. And, again, he, he started out with nothing. All right, we, you know, we had uh, David Webb. He's, uh, he's, he's the host of The Grinder. We had him on the show. He's, uh, you see him on, uh, on uh, Fox News a lot. And he's in radio, and he's a big radio guy, and we had him on the show. Now, he also had to learn. How to, how to do everything in radio, from learning the board and everything else, to, to, to being, a, being a radio personality, to doing all this stuff. So you have to learn everything. But when you learn everything, guess what? Nobody can mess with you because you That's understand that. what's happening. Like, don't tell me it's going to take you five hours to do that graphic when I know you can get it done in 20 minutes. <laughs> oh, man. You, you know? I mean... <laughs> But that means, that, but that's what people deal with out there. They, because, because you know, look, people are busy, this and that, you know. But it, it's better for you. My whole point is better for you to know what you do in and out. And in the words of Alpha Demora, don't let anyone in your organization know more about what you do than you. And if somebody's there that knows more than you, and you're bringing them in because of that, then you shouldn't be in that business. That's right. I mean, you, I mean, you want to surround yourself with smart people, but make an effort to learn everything that you have to learn about what you do. And in your in your case, you were forced to, but you know something? I believe that was supposed to happen. Yeah. I think it comes out of a, you know, I think you got to have a strong work ethic, and that's uh, that's that's key right there. And I think if you do, stuff kind of opens up. It evolves, man. Yeah. You never plan on it. It just evolves. Think things happen. Look, for you, everything worked out. You did, did all this stuff. All of a sudden, blah, 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 that's hot media. Okay? Yep. And, and, and that's what happened. Now, uh, what I want to do is glide into uh, some of the work you did. And I, actually, I want, I want your feedback on, on the, uh, the photography industry. Because I know, and, and I'm going to touch on this because we, we talked a little bit about this before the show. I know in, in the world of photography, you, you have, you, you know, like you go on, on, on these websites, you see all these girls taking all these crazy pictures because they're trying to get, they're trying to be found. They're trying to make it. They're trying to, hopefully somebody says, oh, wow. But, I mean, they're, they're compromising themselves by, I don't know, taking certain pictures. And, and I know... And and you can get into it if you want, but I, I know there there are un, there are unscrupulous photographers out there that take advantage of these young girls when they're trying to get involved in modeling and stuff, and they have them Absolutely. do they have them do uh, stuff that is um, well not not too cool. And you know, right. I mean, and, 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 and if any father knew their daughter was doing that, well, that photographer would probably have a big problem. Right. Well, at least in my right. world. So. 
that's right, man. You know, one of the things I um, decided on, especially getting into photography, and when you get into it, you know, you find out some things. And um, I had an experience as a photographer. You know, you're just going to take pictures, man, and you start out taking pictures. And you go somewhere, and, and you have a, um, you know, you have a model in studio. And, you know, stuff has the, the, the opportunity to go the wrong way. Mm -hmm. So I said to myself, wow, hold on, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is not right. You know, and it wasn't me. You know, you had a, you know, I had a model um, hit on me. And I said, no, well, hold up, I'm married. I can't, uh-uh. Mm -hmm. You know, you, you have to count up the cost. At that point, you got to count up the cost and say, is it worth it? Mm -hmm. And you say no. You know what I mean? And so I thought to myself that this, something has to change mm -hmm. about this because that was their expectation. Yeah. You know, and so you go into, you, I, I went into this saying, you know what, this has to be an integrity. If nobody else does it integrously, I have to do it integrously, and I have mm -hmm. to be a professional. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I, I feel real highly about uh, women being disrespected. Um, I feel real highly about, you know, uh, men treating women right and correctly and saying that I still open the door for my wife. I still get out. It's We've been together for 16 years. I still go and open her door and close her door and I believe chivalry is not dead. You know, that being said, I see in the industry where there are a lot of girls. When I say a lot of girls because let's face it, the fashion and, and photography industry is a vain industry. Mm -hmm. You know, everybody wants to be seen. Everybody wants to look good. Um, everybody wants to be that next new thing. Mm -hmm. um, with that being said, I've seen, you know, young girls just about willing to do anything just to be a hot model or to be a model. Or women, or girls that, 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 um, that shouldn't even be modeling, trying to model. Mm -hmm. You know, wearing scandally class stuff, uh, posing nude. Mm -hmm. um, doing very promiscuous type of uh, posing with shots with, with photographers who really aren't photographers. They're guys that are just out there taking advantage of women. I don't believe that that's photography. I believe that that's just porn, but to how, be honest so with let me you. Ask you. Let me ask you a question. You being, you being uh, a photographer, you being in the business for some time, you know, and, and I, I want to get this out to our listeners because I think this is important because you, you touched on something. You have a lot of photographers out there that aren't photographers that go on, on social media, Facebook, MySpace, this, that. Oh, I'll take your picture and I'll do this and that, okay? And well, I'll do it for nothing. Just come do this and so on and so forth because I've seen it. Now, they do that. I mean, how can someone, because even though some of these girls, when somebody approaches them, they're like, oh, I'm not a model. Oh, I think you can, this and that. You're pretty, this and that. All of a sudden, their ego is boosted, and they, they go and get it done, which is retarded. You know, I mean, we have use some common sense. You're going to sit there and, 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 and get naked for a dude that you don't even know, you know, like, wake up. But what what can they look for to well, protect themselves? I mean, is this something that a photographer should have? Is, is there some, some certification or something that he should be able to produce to them to say, hey, this is who I am. I, I am a registered photographer or something of that nature? Well, you can. I mean, in, in any, and let me say this. Any photographer or any person, you go still register and, and say that I have a certification, but that doesn't mean the dude is scrupulous or unscrupulous or not. You know, I think the start of this has to be the woman has to decide uh, what her value system is. You know, um, because if 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 you got to go knowing that because they're out there, they're going to take advantage of you, whether they're registered um, or not. In some cases, what I would look for, though, is um, a history. I'd look at a guy's portfolio. Um, I would Google him and look at his work before, um, 
you actually go and, and, and photograph with this guy. I would look at the type of environment uh, that, that, you know, he's around or that he's in or the type of pictures that he's taking. If a woman decides she doesn't want to be represented that way, if you look at his work and you see that that's all he takes then, and you don't want to be represented that way, then you simply don't go. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, and so... I don't know what else to say, man. Well, yeah, let, me, um, let, me, I, let, me, let me ask you this. Now, let's say, you know, uh, a, a wannabe model or, or, or someone, you know, someone like that, and they get approached by a photographer. And, uh, you know, the photographer says, yeah, like, like we went over, I'll take the picture, this and that. And she says, well, wait a second. Let me go Google you, this and that, and, th and, and does her research. Now, let's say she can't come up with something. What would be your advice? And I, I'm just, and I know it's a stupid question, but I'm, I'm asking because you are a professional, and I don't want, I can say what I feel, but I'm not a photographer. Well, sometimes I can be a photographer. I can take up pictures, you know. But, um, but you, this is what you do. So you've been around that, that uh, arena, deep in the arena, more so than I have. So I want them to hear it from you and not from me. I got you. I would, you know what I would do I, I, for any lady? I would treat it as, a, as if it were a job interview. And I, I would call a guy up and I'd talk to him on the phone. And uh, I think that's one of, one of the best ways to get a feel for uh, who may or may not be photographing you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, she could call him up and say, listen, I've Googled you. I didn't see any of your work, da-da-da. Online, is there a way I can check out your, uh, your portfolio? Mm -hmm. um, another way is to see if he's a legitimate dude, how long he's been doing it. Mm -hmm. um, to see if he has a, an actual studio or, or a place of business to to uh, take pictures, how long his experience is, uh, along with um, if he has certifications. And I think a combination of all of these can almost legitimize a photographer, whether he is a good photographer or not. Also, I think that a woman that goes in to be photographed, I think she should have on her mind what direction she wants to be portrayed as and not leave that um, necessarily up to the photographer, especially if they're going to be paying money to uh, have a portfolio done. And so you would say to a photographer, listen, this is how I want to be portrayed. I do not want to be portrayed naked or in a porn type of nature. Um, I like to do this type of photography, this type of photography, and this type of photography. And a professional photographer will respect that and honor that and take all precautions and proper steps to make sure, mm -hmm. to make sure that you are covered in that way. Also, I want to say that, you know, a professional photographer, especially with a, um, a young lady, any lady, any young girl under the age of 18 should have a parent right. in the studio with them. Okay, so it's not even just... At all times. It's not even parental consent. There's a parent being there with them. Right. I don't shoot, I don't shoot anybody under 18 without parental consent. That, that's just not even an option for me. Now, now, let me ask you this, because I know there's something out there in the world of photography where the model will uh, allow the photographer to take their picture. There's no money exchange. I guess it's, it's a service for the... It's called TFCD. Yeah, there you go. Or TFP. Yeah, you talk about that, because I think a lot of, a lot of uh, photographers go under the premise, say, okay, I'm not going to charge you, but I need to be able to use your, your pictures to promote myself as well. Where I've seen pictures that are really good, but I, but sometimes you see things that are kind of scandalous, and you know sometimes things that are free aren't always free. That's right, exactly. Everything costs something. I would say to um, a young lady in that case, if a guy's asking you to model for him, then he must apparently think that you have what it takes to model. Mm -hmm. And so in that sense, um, 
don't take the low end of the totem pole. I, I believe once again it's the same. It is the same process by which um, you know I talked about earlier. Um, you, you, I think you interview the guy, you find out his work because you got to understand how you're portrayed is how people will view you. Mm -hmm. So if he takes pictures of you um, that are good or or less than good or whatever, it's how people are actually going to view you. Right. You know, and if he's not a professional photographer or if he leaves his camera on automatic and just takes a picture of you, puts a light up, takes a picture of you, and blasts it out there for his own venue or his own things that he's doing, um, you got to think, is that really going to further your career if you're serious about modeling? Because right. anybody can go take a picture. You know, anybody, anybody can go take a picture. And I think it's just, it's just, it is the same concept that we talk about when you go um, for a job interview. I think you prepare yourself for the company. You know, I think you go Google them, you go read about the company, you find out their history. It is the same way we do when we go through um, the application process right before we go to school. We find out everything, we get the proper research, we fill out the pop proper paperwork. And I think it should be handled the same way um, in photography, especially when you're talking about photographers and you're dealing with, with uh, young women and young ladies. Um, and you're talking about, you know, them posing nude or not posing nude or anything like that. There are too many lines that can be crossed, and I think precautions need to be take, taken so that um, the models in this case stay protected. Well, one thing I'm going to say, and I'll even throw this out just to add on to that, that any any models or, or girls out there that are thinking about modeling and or they're just starting to get into it, um, this, this is my advice or my, my view on it. Treat it as a business. Now, if you, look exactly. it, if you look at it like that, now you're going to start doing everything that you spoke about, Sean, and start doing your research and everything. You treat it as a business. And if you That's are right. unsure of it, you know something? You have a lot of scrupulous and a lot of high, you have a lot of photographers out there that, you know, are, are they, they, they respect their industry. Like you, Sean, you, that's why you're on the show. You respect your industry. You're, you're a man of high integrity, and I, and I know this. That's why you're here on the show. So, yeah. in short, you know, I mean, if you, if, if, a, if a model out there and she doesn't know what she's doing, I mean, she should actually go reach out for someone like yourself, as opposed to going and just taking the first you know guy that comes to her because it's better to have a good experience doing this and be and learn and learn because you, you know it's beyond taking the pictures you also have to learn what you're doing so that's it. if you're with a photographer that that's real and experienced and is not going to exploit you that's looking to do the right thing even if you have the uh, what was it TF TFP TFP or TFCD. Yeah, so, so, so TFP, so that type of thing, even if you have that type of situation, uh, the, the photographer that is taking the pictures should be able to walk you through that and all should be able to enhance your, your career if that's what you're looking to do. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and just to let you know, time, TFP means time for print. Mm -hmm. TFCD means time for CD. In, in other words, where a um, photographer and, and a model agree to exchange, you know, their different talents, you know, and they can both use the images without pay. Um, but if it's okay with, with you, Lou, I'd like to at least say a couple of things that um, ladies that find themselves still want to, you know, they've done all the proper precautions, but they're still not sure. Just some tangible things that they can do um, to go in, when they go into a studio with a photographer to make sure that they stay safe. And um, one of those things is just take a friend with you. You know, if you're going to go and uh, do some modeling and you're not sure how it's going to go down, take a friend, take a group of friends, ask a photographer if that's okay. Um, some photographers, you know, prefer to shoot um, alone and all of that stuff. And some of them, and some of them have legit, legitimate, you know, 
concerns, and that's the way that they shoot. But if you feel uncomfortable and he says no, then it's best to just forego. Um, it's best to just forego that. Also, when in studio and uh, a photographer is shooting you, um, it is always customary uh, for a photographer to ask permission if he can touch you. In other words, to adjust you or move your arm or, or, or to fix your hair. Um, to get a shot, so I just want the ladies to know that that you know it's always customary for a photographer to actually say, "Hey, is it okay if I, you know, move your hand or or adjust your hair or, or things of that nature?" And um, I just want you guys to have an understanding of that. That way, there's communication during the shoot, before the shoot, during the shoot, and you make sure constantly during the shoot that there are no lines that are crossing at the model. You make sure that you're comfortable at all times. If at any time, any model, at any time during a shoot feels uncomfortable, it's best to stop and um, and leave. Right. Because you're not obligated, you know. Not I, obligated. Okay, that, that, that's good advice. And I know that, that, and I'm glad we went down this road because I think we touched on a lot of important points, and that's going to help people. Now, if again, any, any models or any, uh, you know, people that want to be models, both male and female, because it can happen either way, you know, you can, you can, you can, you know, as, as a guy, and maybe a lot of people don't touch on this, because same way women or girls go through it, you, a guy can want to be and get into modeling and, and face the same stuff, because you got some creepy people out there, and, and it does happen, so you have to, whether you're a guy or a girl, say, treat it as a business. And, and That's right. treat it as such and protect yourself because, you know, you're not going to have a lot of Sean Lees out there. You're going to have someone else, and you, you have predators out there. You know, watch TV. Put on your TV. You see what goes on in the world. You know, and, That's right. And it's a scary place, but, you know, protect yourself in that way. Now, Sean, now let, let's talk about what you're doing now with Sean Lee Studios. What You know, you, you are a high-end, high-fashion photographer. You know, I am. yeah, and which is different than than what most you know people uh, uh, see as photography. You do you do some fantastic work. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're a little different from Sears. I um, yeah. <laughs> I do do a lot of uh, <laughs> I do do a lot of model photography. But what I think I excel at um, best is that I, I get along very well with people, man. And so what I found that I've been doing lately um, is kind of translating the high-end model photography over to uh, business owners or regular people um, who are, for example, um, looking to break off into the music field and they need a shoot for um, for their CD collateral, for, for their CD cover, um, things of that nature for uh, businesses that are looking to revamp their image. Um, or business owners that are looking to revamp their image and they want a, a brand new edgy image. What I'm finding that I'm able to do is create a moment. And I love this stuff, man, because where you have a professional model who knows how to model, you don't have to do much coaching. Mm -hmm. And for a lot of photographers who just take pictures and are used to the model being professional, they don't want to do a lot of talking. They just want to do a lot of shooting. Well, in the case of a business owner who's not a model or a music artist who's not a model, um, they still want that high-end, hot shot that looks professional like they're a professional model. And so what I, what I found myself able to do is that I, I kick it with people a lot. I love talking to people. I love joking. I love laughing. And what I can do is kind of create an environment. So when you come into my studio, first of all, the first thing you're going to encounter is not just this dry shoot. 
Um, it's going to be fun. It's going to be high energy. When you come into my studio, I tell my client, I said, listen, bring your, uh, bring your favorite CD or bring your iPod. We patch it in the system and we bump the music, man. And uh, we bump the music, their favorite music, and we get them in a mode. And it is super high energy. I have in there, I have a vegetable tray in there, um, snacks, water, all of that stuff for um, the client when they come into the studio. And when we get ready to do a shoot, depending on the direction that we go in, because before I shoot a client, we always sit down and we always consult. And we always talk, we always talk hair, we always talk makeup, uh, we talk wardrobe, styling, the whole nine, direction, feel, what we want it to look like, um, the ultimate thing. And we come in and I'll say, listen, you're not going to pose, you're going to, this is acting school 101. And so what I do is I create for them an environment. And what I, what I, what I mean, what I say by that is I'll say, hey, listen, you, this is what you're doing for me and I almost sound like a, I almost sound like a director or something of a movie. I say, listen, you're walking well, you down the street and as you're walking. But you are. You are a director. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I say, you're walking down the street, you're looking over to your left, you're smiling, and you do this motion. And so by the time we end up, they're laughing, they're smiling, we've captured the shots that we needed because they're high energy, it's bumping, I'll get people jumping in the air, man, we will jump off of stuff, uh, we will climb trees uh, to get cutting edge imagery, and by the time we end up, man, they end up with an experience, not just a photo session, and that's, that's really what I want to do, I really want to serve people. Um, I'm glad with you what said we that, do. But, but I'm glad you said that. I wanted you to say this because I know the type of work you do, and I wanted our listeners to hear that because most times you go into a studio, it's like, all right, take the picture, move here, move there, move there. You know, we had uh, Playboy uh, cover model um, uh, Lana Taylor. Okay, we had her on on the show, and she's a perfectionist, and she, you know, and she's on Cinemax and all that stuff now. But one thing that she that she told me, she said, I learned my craft and that way when I go in the studio that the photographer doesn't have to go crazy with me because I'll make their shot even better just by using the stuff that I learned and, and honing my craft yes. and, and for any photographer that's like a blessing it's like oh wow you know uh, you know what you're doing I don't have to get too crazy but you're going to take my direction and you're going to give me the shot that I want yeah and so what yep. you do, you you step it up a notch. Now that person that that may be that music artist, or maybe that 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 TV personality, it it could be someone just getting into acting, whatever the case may be. But they go to you, they come in, not knowing what to expect, knowing they have to take pictures, but they leave not only with some awesome work, but they leave with a better understanding of what they need to do. So the next time around. They they know yeah. exactly the shots they want and they can help to make it done to, to get, help get it done. Let's say if they if they don't utilize you, which would be silly if they don't utilize you again, but that does happen. At least they're leaving uh, ha having grown in the knowledge of photography and what that's it. you know and the creativity involved there. So that that's the stuff that I wanted you to talk about, Sean, and you did, and I think that's fantastic. And I know that. You know, and I want to say this to all our listeners, if you're an artist, a music artist, even if you're in, you're in Hollywood, you're an actress, I'm an up-and-coming actress, you need to get your headshot, stuff like that. You need some, some, some really powerful pictures. You know, Sean Lee Studios is probably one of the places you, you, you can go to. I mean, if you're, if you're there, you mean, if you, even if you're not in that state, you can fly in and see him. Because I, cause I, right. I promise you this, that he'll give you a run for your money, and, and, and you'll leave with 
some shots that you, that'll impress the hell out of you. Good deal. Okay, and I think that's important because, as I said, you know, you have a lot of photographers out there that just, you know, flick the pictures and they really don't care. Uh, I mean, I'm sure they do care, but I guess they become jaded in the industry because they take so many pictures, so many models, this and that, you know, and they lose that, that I guess that creativity, that little glimmer in your eye, like, wow, I can do this. Yeah, yeah, that's it. I mean, that's what it's all about, man. I mean, I wouldn't do this if I didn't love it. Mm -hmm. And if I couldn't push the envelope, you know what I mean? Because it would just would just be uh, pushing a shutter button and taking, you know, and capturing an image. Yeah. And that's that's not what I'm about, man. I'm about I'm about cutting the edge. I'm about making you look the best that you possibly can. I'm about people looking at you in a different light um, after you have uh, finished the shoot. And that makes me feel good. I'm, I'm be honest with you, man. That's that's great. When they, when you have a client looks at looks at their picture and they didn't formally like pictures of themselves, and then they start crying and they start thinking of possibilities after yeah. um, after a photo shoot. When you can affect their lives after a photo shoot, that's that's for me that's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, but that has to that comes from within you, and I guess every photo shoot you do, you, you're giving a little piece of yourself up to your clients. That's so it. You're sharing sure. something with them, so they're taking it along with them, which is not just going to last a day or two. Those pictures are for the rest of their lives. That's right. And when they get older, they can show their, their their children and grandchildren and so on and so forth. You know, So there's a lot more to this than people think, well, I'm going to go to photographer, I'm going to go take a picture. No, it's just That's right. more, there's, more, there's more to it. There's more to it. And, and again, uh, any, any of our listeners that, that are looking for a, a high-end photographer, someone that has high integrity, someone that that holds a lot of respect for the industry they're in, Sean Lee Studios is the way to go. And no, I'm not being paid to say that. Again, with the show, I always talk, I always speak the truth about how I feel about a particular person or a particular company or whatever the case may be. And if I didn't like it, eh, you know, I, I, I would say so. Okay, but I, you know, if I didn't like it, they wouldn't be on the show. So there you go. <laughs> All right. So that, that's it. So Sean, you know, why don't you, uh, you know, why don't you tell our listeners how they can get in touch with you if they wanted to use your services? Okay. Well, um, of course, it's Sean Lee Studios. You can uh, go to the website at www.seanleestudios.com, which is uh, um, just released uh, recently, brand new cutting edge website. Uh, check it out. Let us know what you think. Uh, I can also be reached at uh, area code 248-764-0600. That is the uh, studio number, 248-764-0600. Also, with uh, That's Hot Media, it's uh, www. Dot that's hot media dot com and the phone number is one eight seven seven fifty five be hot. That's one eight seven seven fifty five be hot. And what about the man of style contest? Cause I'm sure you know that that may be of interest to uh, some people since that's going to be a national uh, situation. Yes, yes, the uh, Meta Style contest is currently for the uh, state of Michigan, but there are plans to move um, move it actually uh, loot to New York, um, to Chicago, and to uh, Miami, man. So, um, but to get information and to inquire, man, you can go to www.williammalcolmmanofstyle.com. That's uh, William Malcolm Man of Style. Dot com and uh, you can reach us from there. Email us. The contest kicks off this Saturday at noon. Um, that is Eastern Standard Time. That's September nineteenth um, at noon. There'll be a link on the site for you to be able to email your pictures in, um, answer the contest questions, 
all of that good stuff for those that are listening in Michigan. And uh, keep 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 your ears posted. We come in New York. Good deal, good deal. And then we'll get you over here. Hey, maybe I'll be a guest judge in your contest. Watch out. Hey, <laughs> hey, you probably should enter, man. You, you're probably <laughs> winning, Lou. <laughs> I don't know about that, brother. Uh, I'll stick with the radio and, and TV. I don't know about going for Man of Style stuff. <laughs> you know, you are then, that Man of Style. Yeah, dude. there you go. Yeah, but, but, but definitely, you know, well, showonlystudios.com is where you need to go. Uh, you know, again, and I said I'm going to repeat myself. You know, this is a guy you want to connect with, and I'm sure that he wouldn't. If you if you if you needed advice, you can probably get in touch with him too. Would that be okay if they needed advice that they can call you? Because I know you're busy. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Um, I, I would actually, if they could, um, they can call. Um, or email. But of course, <laughs> I'm so busy. Yes, they could email me at um, info at seanleestudios.com. Matter of fact. Go to my personal email address, which is Sean at SeanLeeStudios.com. That's S-H-A-W-N at SeanLeeStudios.com. And I would be more than happy to answer any questions that anybody has concerning the industry, um, concerning how they should go about doing things, um, even in even in their business. If, if there's an entrepreneur, because I love entrepreneurship, if there's a young entrepreneur or even an old entrepreneur looking to try and get their business off the ground and, um, you know, going through starting a business, there are a lot of pitfalls that you don't know about. You just got to find out along the way. Mm-hmm. If they need any advice in that, give me a call or, or send me an email, please. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll be more than happy to help and, and to uh, answer and mentor along that line. Good deal. Good deal. Sean, yeah, when we first started this show, uh, I really, you know, I, I never know where a show is going to go. Okay, because, you know, the it, it's not a Q&A. It's not your typical, well, let me get the bad stuff out. This, because, this, is, this is a real show for real people, and that's what we do. And, you know, the path we went down uh, was interesting. I appreciate you opening up and talking about, you know, how you grew up and, and your whole situation because it allows people to connect. And what you're doing now is amazing. I know that, you know, your company, Shirley Studios, what you're doing with That's Hot Media, what you're doing with, with, with the... Uh, with the organization, the uh, the suit project, and yes, and what you're doing with the Manitoba, I know all these these things you're working on are going to be great successes because you have you went through the uh, I guess the, the the wall of fire. You went through that. You walked that walk. You did your thing, and now you're you're you're, you're evolving as a person in your business, and you will continue to grow, grow, grow while touching people along the way, and there's nothing better than giving back after you've gotten something, and that's what you're doing, and you continue to do, and I know you're going to continue to do that, so it was an honor to have you on the show today, and, and I love the insight you, you gave, it was different, it was fantastic, and it was real, and again, SeanLeeStudios.com is where you have to go, and Sean, what I like, I like for you to do when you have the Man of Style event going on the contest, why don't you and William come on the show and give us some some updates on what's going on? Okay, absolutely, and, sir. And that way we can talk about it a little further because I find, I think you know the, the Man of Style contest can go coast to coast. And you know something, I, I want to have you on here so you can talk about it and express that to the people. And excellent, uh, I excellent, be awesome. more than happy. All right, excellent, Sean. Thank you again, and uh, we'll be uh, talking to you soon, and good luck uh, with the uh, launch of the contest on Saturday. Thank you, Lou. Thank you, friend. Bye-bye. What is your major malfunction? All that will be written. All that will be done.
and gentlemen. My mother thanks you. My father thanks you. My sister thanks you. And I thank you.